What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, September 10th, 2015. You guys listening to episode 224. Hope everybody had a good week. It's early Thursday, everybody. It's a very early Thursday, so um was going to get it done like in the middle of the night yesterday, uh, Wednesday or whatever. And I uh, got home so late, didn't want to do it too tired, but I made sure that I was up early today to get this out to you. So um, got a good show, a lot of stuff to talk about. Hope everybody had a good week in between. Um, so let's get right into it before we uh, start the episode. Of course, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. Comedians like Doug Stanhope and Hannibal Burris and Sean Patton and a guy named Paul Verzi and Joe Matarese and just a whole slew of funny characters you guys could check out. Uh, up-and-comers, established comedians, um, Dave Gavry over there, funny up-and-coming comic out in Chicago, uh, does a great job with this site. It's always growing, so please check out gonzofame.com. Also, go to Brookings Mediation. For any, you know, basically shitty stuff going on in your life. And uh, a lot of times you have to pay a ton of money to lawyers and stuff. What Brookings Mediation does is um, they act as a mutual party to dispute everything from, you know, divorce and bankruptcy, debt settlement, all that stuff. Um, They'll just uh, work things out and try to help you. They're not lawyers. They... Don't give legal advice. They try to settle things before you have to spend a ton of money on lawyers and things that are already set in place. Um, you know, things are already, there's already laws and things are set in place. And a lot of people don't know that, so they just go through the motions. Yeah, I need a lawyer. I'm going to pay this amount. Yeah, the court date's going to get pushed. Yeah, the judge was going to say that anyway. You get screwed out of money. And what Brookings Mediation and John Burton do, they've been doing it for 27 years, is they really help people. Um, so if you're going through anything like that, debt settlement and, uh, you know, or you need debt settlement or divorce and bankruptcy and all kinds of stuff, anywhere you are nationwide, go to John Burton. They do a great job. You could contact them uh, for a free consultation anywhere you are in the country. It gives free consultations, 877-415-7770 or go to Brookings Mediation. Dot com and tell them that uh, the Verzi Effect sent you and you will get a discount you could talk to John about. Um, but it's a really good thing. It's helping a ton of people. And um, I want to, yeah, there's there's some stories about what mediation's done for people. And I'm really happy to, I'm happy that my podcast is, is doing what, you know, talking to people about what they, they do because it's, um, it's really awesome. So if you're going through something, uh, contact them, even if you have questions. You know, you get a free consultation, he'll talk to you. So give them a call. Um, and of course, All Things Comedy, everybody. Go to allthingscomedy.com. All the podcasts you could want on there. Amazing, amazing service. They're amazing to the artists. Um, they, you know, they, they actually, I got news about them. But um, yeah, you should check them out. Uh, follow them at, uh, at All Things Comedy on Twitter. And speaking of that, I'm happy to announce that um, my album will be, it's official that my album will be with the All Things Comedy slash All Things Records label. 
So my album will be with All Things Comedy. And uh, the release date right now um, looks like it's going to be September 25th. It will be released on iTunes and other places. Uh, my website, probably um, Amazon and Spotify, all, all the different places. You know, we're working on that now. But it looks like the album will be coming out uh, September 5th. If it does get pushed a week, it'll just get pushed a week from September 5th, which I think would be October 2nd. But right now, it's looking good uh, for September 25th, and I will make that announcement official uh, next week, and hopefully with some pre-sales even a week before. So uh, very, very happy about that. The album is done and finalized. Um, I'm happy with it. It sounds great. And um, so there you go. Finally, something will be available that you could buy. Also, another cool thing is, excuse me, while I sip my overly priced bottle of water, um, I'm actually going to be selling merchandise on the road now. I got a little, I love it. We designed this really cool, really simple um, poster. And it says uh, the Verzi Effect TVE. It's awesome. It's got this mic. It almost looks like a little movie poster. It's simple, yet it just, it's a simple, but it makes a statement. I love it. So I'm going to be selling that. I'm going to be selling, obviously, the album. And uh, we're working on the, uh, we're back on the Verzi Effect uh, t-shirts, which will be available. And yes, for women too. I'm actually going to, I'm not just going to make some t-shirts. I want to do like a woman's, you know, um, shirt. And, and amends. So uh, all that stuff is being worked on as we speak. And uh, so there you have it. So let's get into the show, everybody. Hope everybody had a good week. A lot of things uh, happened this week. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I haven't I haven't been having the best week. I'm uh, just going through a lot of shit, man. A lot of shit. I'm about to travel. I'm going to be going to Texas. I'm going to be going to Toronto. I'm going to be going to the Midwest. And I'm looking forward to all those cities and performing. But there's a lot of stuff that I need to tie up before before that happens. And, uh, you know, just sometimes in a business, man, it's just, um, you know, what, what a lot of people don't see about comedy is the shit that goes on not on stage, and I've mentioned this before, but whenever you see a comedian, don't just think, oh, it's a dude up there telling jokes. Yes, it is at that moment, but what goes into it and the bullshit business aspect of this is really, really can be crazy. And you're just like, man, I just want to fucking get on stage and tell jokes and, you know, do that. And, but there's so many other things that, that happen and then you got to deal with this one and then your manager's telling you this and somebody else is telling you this and it's just like all these different things and you just, you just get, you get pissed, you get frustrated and then, you know, things get better and you know, it's just a whole bunch of shit, but you know what? It's no different than what other people go through, uh, at their jobs. It just happens to be, you know, a different job, but it's like, man. I'm, uh, like last night I was just, I was pissed. I was frustrated with some things and I was just, you know, and then it's like, then you got to stop and be like, all right, stop Dick, you know, look at the good shit going on and, and stop that, you know, not everything is going to go, but you know, it's, 
it's just frustrating. I don't want to get into it by, you know, throwing anybody under the bus here or, but like there are just certain people you come across in this business that are um, really fickle, man. And it's hard to, you know, it's hard to trust anybody. But the one thing that I could tell you and the one thing that is 100% um, for sure is that Nobody will give a fuck about you or your family or your money or your career more than you will. As much as people, you know, will help you, as much as people believe in you, as much as, you know, there are friends close to you and everything and and all that, at the end of the day, and I know I'm not giving anybody news that they don't know here, this isn't some groundbreaking thing, I just think some people fall into... Um, the comfort zone of others around them and what others are telling them. And I never do that. And I refuse to do that because at the end of the day, man, I, you know, it's me and my family and the shit that I need to do. And I just need to be aware of that. And I think everybody needs to be aware of that. So just one of these like bullshit fucking weeks where you just have phone calls and it's just like the same old like I don't like talking and it all coming around to be the same shit all the time with a certain issue it's like if we're talking about an issue and that issue keeps coming up and the same thing keeps coming up like let's fucking change it and fix it and that's what's been frustrating me this week just annoying shit you know and I I never want to tell people to go fuck themselves but sometimes you know, that's in order or that's, that's sometimes that's the only answer. So hopefully it doesn't come to that, but don't want to be negative today. All right. It's uh, nice and early on this uh, gloomy rainy day here in New York, which I love. Okay. I love, let me tell you something right now. I love when it's dark, drizzling and gloomy. I think it is the fucking greatest I love a few days of sun in a row. That's great, you know. Little heat, grab a tan, you know, feel feel good. Go for a little, you know, it's nice. You go for a drive, everybody's kind of around. But I also love when you go for a drive and nobody's around and nobody wants to be in the weather and you could just chill. And that's what today is. Today is a chill, rainy Thursday and uh, I'm loving every minute of it. And I got to tell you, I'm, I had my vacation I'm ready for the fall. I'm ready to to just uh, throw on some jackets, you know, some hoodies, some sweaters. Just just be a little like not freezing. I don't want it freezing, but just enough to be like, yeah, you know, I'm fucking stylish. <laughs> I I got nice shit that I want to wear instead of a fucking, you know t-shirt from Target that fucking has a band that nobody ever really listens to anymore. Can they come out with a dope t-shirt store? Like, just like ridiculously dope t-shirt store? Not like, I'm with Stupid! Or fucking, you know, the stupid, just classic ones that are, I mean... And don't get me wrong, the Beatles and Nirvana... And all kinds of bands like that are good. But, like, I'd like if they had, like, obscure, like, funnier ones. Like, better ones. Like, you know? Just, I just think, I think the t-shirts, like, if you're going to make all music t-shirts, I get that they just go with the classic ones. Like, the classic rapper one is Biggie. And the classic rock bands, 
would be like the Rolling Stones or the Beatles or Aerosmith or Nirvana. I get that, but that's kind of like hacky. You know, get like a sick, like, like it would be awesome if they had different, different t-shirts. Actually, I think designing your own t-shirt is cool at this point because you're just like, yeah, you know what? I just want a soft, nice, comfortable t-shirt. I'm going to put that on it. And, you know, because I don't know if I'm trying to think of who music I would put on, that would be awesome. You know, like a Stevie Wonder t-shirt would be cool. You know, maybe a Phil Collins t-shirt says, like, against all odds, and it's just a picture of Phil Collins' face. Like, I don't know. That'd be funny and different instead of, like, you know, the the obvious ones. I don't know. Maybe nobody would wear a Phil Collins t-shirt. I would wear a fucking Phil Collins t-shirt, okay? I'd wear a Stevie Wonder t-shirt. I I like Phil Collins. I think Phil Collins makes good music. If you guys looked at my iPod, you'd be like, what is this guy listening? I got fucking everything in my iPod. Hip-hop, rock, fucking... I mean, I, I, I'm starting to like jazz. That's how I know I'm getting older. I'm starting to like that fucking... Burp, burp, burp. I'm starting to like the whole horns and just fucking dancing like along to no words. That's how I know I'm in my 30s. And when, you know, when you're in your 40s, you probably just start going back. I don't know, by the time I'm like 60, I'm going to be like, fucking Elvis was a genius. Um, All right, I got off track with the whole t-shirt thing. A man masturbated, guys. This is not my unacceptable, by the way. A man masturbated in Burger King. I think in a Burger King bathroom, he was found masturbating. Um, I don't know how the hell you're masturbating in a Burger King bathroom. I mean, I don't know... I mean, Whoppers aren't that good. He either loves the Whopper or he's a huge fan of Digital Underground. Because, uh, <laughs> and for you people that don't know that, shame on you. But I just, you know, that's just a fucking gross, gross, disgusting thing. It's just fucking gross. <laughs> I mean, if if Burger King wasn't nasty enough and just like one of those places where you're like, because when you get to the, because here's the thing, when you get to a certain age and you know about fast food, like when you're a little kid, it's the shit and your body is just such a well-oiled machine when you're little that it just like fights through it. When you get a little older, you're trying to eat right, you're trying to eat healthy, which is another thing that I want to talk about because I'm on this, I'm, I'm, I'm on this thing that's like I've taken the diet to another level. Because uh, after vacation, I was just like, you know something? You were doing so good, and you looked good, and then you went on vacation, and you still did all right, and then like a dickhead, you got back from vacation, and you drank a little bit, and you just fucking had a couple of bad days, and then sure enough, I felt like shit, and I was like, stop it. You got to stop. So anyway, I'll get into the whole diet thing after because I got some I got some shit about diets that I think everybody does that's fucking hilarious. But going to this Burger King masturbation thing. Let's get to the key points, people. Let's get to the Burger King masturbation. That's what really No, but here's the thing. When you realize how gross and disgusting Burger King is when you get older and you're not a kid anymore and you don't care about the toy and you kind of care about the nutrition and stuff, you realize how nasty it is. 
But then you say, hey, maybe I'm on the road, I'm starving, it's the only thing open, so I'll see if they have a salad. Or I'll see if they have some sort of chicken that's white meat, just like the best possible thing I could get because I'm on the road and I have no other options. After that happens, then you got to go, oh, wait a minute, people are jerking off in the bathroom. Now, I know what some of you are thinking right now. Well, come on, Paul, that's only one incident. Or that's just one thing you heard. Come on, people jerk off, I'm sure, in nice restaurants. A, I doubt somebody's jerking off in a five-star restaurant because a five-star restaurant has a bathroom attendant who's giving out mints and cologne and shit. So I don't think it happens there, okay? And you'd be really fucking nuts if you jerked off at your table. It means the salmon was fucking fantastic and you just can't hack it. So you start whacking your, your shit right there and you get kicked out. So that's not going to happen. So let's be honest. A fast food joint is where to do it. Now I got to think about that when I'm hungry. And I know what you're saying. Well, come on, man. There's other ones like Wendy's. Guess what, everybody? A lady at Wendy's. This is fucking disgusting and I hope you're not eating. All right, I'm going to give you fair warning right now. Okay, that's the kind of guy I am. That's the kind of podcast host you guys are dealing with where instead of me just blurting some disgusting shit out, I'm going to give you fair warning. If you are eating a meal right now, I would I would stop this and pause it and then I, you eat, you finish your meal, you make sure you're digested and you're good. There's no chance for any kind of, you know, regurgitation. No puking, nothing like that. You feel good. Then you could hit play again and you could listen to what I'm about to say. But, again, fair warning. Eaters beware. A lady at a Wendy's, okay, got arrested. I think she worked there. I think she was the kid. She worked there. I actually have to read this story. That's how disgusting this is. But she put, you know what, I'm going to surprise you guys with this. Hold on, I'm going to surprise you guys. I'm not even going to say it first. I'm going to just read it to you the way that I, the way that it was, the way that I saw it. And it's probably one of the most disgusting, vile things that I've heard. Let me just make sure I can find this here. Enough about Hillary Clinton. Doesn't Hillary Clinton's haircut just look like, 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 I feel like if Hillary Clinton went into a barbershop, I mean, uh, like a salon or whatever, I feel like she would just be like, you know, hey, can you, can you just give me like a little bit of a, like a, a cunt cut? Just, you know, take some off the top, but make sure you just keep it all cunt up on the top. It just looks like the haircut of a cunt. And I'm not even trying to be rude. Uh, okay, let's see. Come on. Where's the Wendy's? And listen, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to icons, but another thing I saw is Madonna is still doing like, you know, touring and like putting on all these costumes and stuff. And she's got fucking old lady legs. All right. She's got fucking little frog legs hanging out. She's up there dancing around. She's got more and more makeup caked on her face. It's like Madonna, hang it up. You're not the Rolling Stones. What are you going to be a fucking grandmother up there in a, in a, in a fucking wheelchair? Singing with your white hair and your fingerless gloves. Just stop it. It's over. It's over. You know, and if you do, come out a little classy. Pull a Celine Dion or whatever. Come out. I mean, I know that's not her style, but like, enough with this. Like, nobody, I don't want to see a fucking, whatever, 60-something-year-old chick running around in a fucking, you know, Wonder Woman costume dancing around with chicken legs. Just enough. Put some sweatpants on. Where is this story right now? Oh, it's killing me. Hold on. I gotta just I'm I'm just gonna type in Wendy's worker. 
let's see what comes up here. This is gross. Uh, arrest. Oh, here's another thing. Wendy's worker delivers baby in a parking lot. So that's a... Oh, my God. Oh, this, they're saying that this is a false story? Is this true? Okay, this is... All right, fact check. Former Wendy's employee, so-and-so, was arrested for contaminating a hamburger with her bodily fluids. All right, then somebody says, it says, all right, it says false. Okay, good. Good. Oh, my God. On the 24th of August, the website published an article that Wendy's worker was arrested for putting a vaginal discharge on women's burgers. Reported that, okay, so just clean, hard to find, but identifies the site contain entertainment only. Uh, a common feature of fake news sites. Alright, so maybe that one was wrong, and I hope it is. But either way, I said it, so I probably still ruined your lunch. But I gotta, I gotta just see if that was just a way to try to say it was not fake. I'm hoping. Uh, no, here we go. Now it says, this is a news channel. Oh, boy. This is a news, news eight. Yeah, all right. Now news eight says, employee arrested for putting vaginal discharge on women's burger. Um, oh, my God. Oh my God, that was so... Fu I can't even read this. This is how disgusting it is. Oh my God, I can't even read this, guys. I can't even read it. I actually won't even... I can't even fucking make you guys hear it. Oh, this is awful. This is awful. All right, never mind. Anyway, a disgusting, vile, nasty woman did something. And somebody said that it's false. But then a news thing said that it was... Um, yeah, that's that's ridiculous, man. I can't even whether just the fact that. Uh. So enjoy your Wendy's and your Burger King for lunch today, everybody. I hope you guys are really excited for those burgers. Just I'd say uh, you know lay off any sauces and uh, make sure that the bathroom gets checked by your friend. Your friend who doesn't listen to this, just be like, hey, dude, Chuck, why don't you go? I'm just assuming his name is Chuck. Chuck, go in there and check that bathroom out for me. If you see some dude fucking whacking it, we're going to McDonald's. Okay. Oh, my God. Can Michelle Obama stop it with the childhood obesity in the United States? That's all she talks about is a, you know, a wake-up call and... You know, kids need to stop. Listen, kids need to stop fucking eating. My buddy Sean Quinn, shout out to Sean Quinn. He's been on the show before. He made a good point. He's like, these fucking fat kids don't have access to food or money. It's the parents. Stop taking them to like a fucking Red Robins where they get a burger doused in sauce that could probably fucking satisfy a, a bull's hunger. You know, that's the problem. It's a wake-up call. No, it's not a wake-up call. Our portions are ridiculously sized. We we eat preservatives. Everything is shit that we eat. It's not a it's not a wake up call. It's not a surprise. Everybody knows people are fat. Nobody's waking it up. 
You know, nobody's waking up from this whole thing. Um, all right. Now, I'm actually looking at a piece of pizza here, and it's. I wanted to talk about pizza for a second. I'm not going to rate pizzas or talk about pizzerias. What I wanted to do is uh, let you guys know about this diet that I'm doing. So I'm doing this diet. Then we'll get into the um, we'll get into the unacceptables. Then after the unacceptables, uh, I'll do I'll do your guys' unacceptables first. Uh, there's not many this week, uh, and they're shorter, so it's going to be a quicker unacceptables this week. For you haters who don't like it to go that long, it will definitely be cut short this week. There's literally only a few. And then um, I saw a movie that I have to talk about, which was incredible. Incredible. And also, I think um, we're going to talk about the uh, NFL the Roger Goodell, all the shit that's going on with the Patriots. I want to talk about talk about uh, some, you know, predictions and all this and that. But uh, let me let me talk about this diet thing first. So, uh, getting strict with the diet now, like insanely strict, and I have 15 pounds that I really want to lose, and I am not gonna go up and down. I'm going straight down now. I I kind of got a regiment here. I learned, uh, you know. I actually had a conversation with uh, uh, Bill Burr, and uh, Bill Burr, who you guys know, is a dear friend, a mentor of mine, and, um, you know, he's, you know, really good with nutrition and stuff, so he told me, and it was so funny, the other day, I was like, yeah, man, I was like, I, uh, (laughs) I was like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to eat, it's just, it's just so hard, and then he was like, well, what'd you eat, and I told him that I ate like a handful of gummy bears, and he goes, you know the fucking nerve you have to sit there and say you're having a hard time losing the weight and that this and that. And you had a fucking handful of gummy bears. You're putting that garbage in your body. It's got nowhere to go. And he was absolutely right. So then yesterday I was like, yeah, man, I had a banana. Or the other day I was like, I had a banana and some water. And he goes, why don't you listen to me? This is what you need to eat. So he helped me with this regimen that's really actually working. And, um, you know, Bill's older than me and he's in great shape. So I'm trying to cut down. But here is the one thing that I cannot say no to, guys. I cannot say no to pizza. I like even taking one bite of it. Like if I get, if my kids get pizza, like we have amazing pizzerias around here. And we know all the best ones and everything. And the slices are like generous and big. And they use great ingredients. And just the fucking cheese and the bread and all this shit. And the, the, the thin crust and everything. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I know I shouldn't bite that. I can't bite that. I can't. Don't bite that. Have some discipline, you fucking animal. Stop it. How many times? You're in your 30s. You've had pizza for fucking 30 plus years, okay? It's not that big of a deal. You know what it tastes like. Stop it. I can't, guys. I fucking can't lay off pizza. Can't lay off it. It's an impossibility to me. It's an absolute impossibility to me to, to lay off a slice. I can't lay off a fucking slice. I, I just don't know why I can't. I'll give you a perfect example. Family had pizza. There was a bunch of people, uh, a pizza here. And there's just a slice sitting there. And nobody's touching it. And just the glisten across the grease... And the little pockets of burnt cheese and the sauce coming through from underneath. And the crust looked perfect and impeccable. Like, I want to order a pie right now. Just talking about it. 
And it's just sitting there and nobody did anything about it. And I just looked at it and I just stared at it for a second. And I had that thing in my head like, don't you fucking do it. There's no reason to do it. You've been, you're doing good. You're eating right. Don't do it. And then I'm like, yeah, but this is a perfectly incredible slice of pizza here that's sitting here right now in front of me. How dare I not bite this pizza? How dare I not taste this delicious, fresh, amazing pie that's sitting in front of me? And you know what I did, everybody? I picked it up and I fucking bit it. And it was delicious. And then I bit it again and then I bit it again. And I think I ended up taking three or four bites down like the straight line across the pizza. You know, like a typewriter. I just had to go down the fucking line, even it out. I don't like when one side is like longer or hanging off. I need like when I eat my pizza, I like to do it organized. I'm an organized pizza eater. Another thing, if you want to enjoy pizza better, don't fold it up in half like a sandwich. Don't. I'm telling you. If you want to get the full effect from pizza, here's what you do. You grab it from the back and you hold it ever so gently. You know, like you're like you're, you're like you're holding up a, a an inf- like a baby's bottom. You just got to hold it there. Then you come in with the index finger and the thumb underneath, you know, underneath where it points. And you lift it up and you just work it down that way. And I just can't lay off. That ends my diet. And I'm also a diet guy that does it for like three days. And I'm like, I got to tell you, the stomach's going down. I think I lost it all. I feel great. Like, let's let's fucking cheat. Like, I got to stop that. Like, I just got to keep going. But the pizza is just so, like not picking up, pizza to me, like I can't, it's like I can't, like pizza to me, it's like if you're walking in a parking lot and you just saw a $20 bill and there's no cars or people around and there's just a $20 bill there, it's like you have to take it, you're going to take it, that's how I look at pizza, that's how bad it is, I just, I can't lay off. Another thing I can't lay off, if I go to a get-together and there's like sliced up cheese in cubes, I get, I get crazy. It's like, you would think that I, I you would think that it would, I, I can't even, I can't lay off. I can't lay off the cheese cubes. Sharp provolone, extra sharp provolone cheese is one of the greatest fucking things ever. I can't do anything. I can't go anywhere because certain things trigger me. Pizza. Another thing that happened, and um, I'll, I'll talk about the, the, the tennis, but I went to the U.S. Open. So this is not part of sports. I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm, and shout out to uh, Joe Gonzalez, my friend, who took me, over to the, uh, took me over to the U.S. Open, and we had a great time there in Queens, and then we uh, topped the night off. We went over to Club Macanudo and had a stick, and and a, and a drink and just it was it was a great time so shout out to Joe thank you buddy if you're listening uh Joe's a great dude he's actually uh met him out in Vegas he's a fan of stand up he used to come out all the time and uh yeah just met the guy and he's just a really good guy and a big sports fan and uh usually that's what connects people sports so uh, he and Lawhead were at the U.S. Open, and then um, something came up, and he's like, hey, do you want to go? And so we go into this suite, and I'm trying to eat good, and what do they have there, guys? Guess what they have in the fucking suite? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing, because when we got there, the food, they had salmon. They had, like, this lobster salad with watermelon in it. 
They had carrot sticks and celery sticks. This is like the healthiest fucking sweet. It wasn't like chicken fingers and buffalo wings and all that shit. It was fucking like tennis fans food. Uh, they, they had the chicken that they had was like healthier, almost grilled. Everything was great with it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is great. And then I look over on the fucking table and what do they have? They got a jar of gummy bears. Okay. Gummy bear. I can't lay off gummy bears. If you ever want to be a real dickhead to me, show up to one of my shows with a fucking hunk of sharp provolone cheese or, or gummy bears, because no matter what diet I'm on, I have to crack it open and eat them. I can't, I can't lay off, here's what I can't lay off, I can't lay off gummy bears, pizza, and, and provolone cheese, sharp provolone, not the sliced bread shit, not the shit, the sliced shit, the real, and I go in, and there's a jar of gummy bears, and then guess what's next to that jar of gummy bears, everybody, those little baby Twizzler bites, another thing I love. Okay, I'm going to talk about a movie after two. I'll still talk about the tennis match and I'll still talk about the movie. But here's the thing. When you go to a movie, have you ever had the combination of Twizzlers and popcorn? Now that's something to jerk off to. Okay, forget the Whopper. Take some, take some fucking popcorn and get that salty little greasy feeling and then start biting on a Twizzler. It's the craziest thing ever. Okay. So there you go, Michelle Obama. Why don't you start having celery sticks in movie theaters? And so I go to this fucking thing, and there's cupcakes, there's cookies, there's a jar of gummy bears, and a jar of Twizzler bites. And then the food is like salmon, lobster, healthy chicken, celery sticks, uh, all kinds of these great things. Like, how are you going to do that? It's just like the inner fat person and the inner skinny person are just looking at each other like, what the fuck? Should we just blow our brains out? It's like fucking the end of Fight Club. Uh, That was a great analogy. Oh, my God. Good for me. And you know what? (laughs) Off the top of the head, pulling that. Rewind that little part of the show, everybody. Giving you fuckers the goods right now. Okay, I caught a little groove. And, and the U.S. Open was awesome. So, um, and I'll, I'll get into that afterwards. But, yeah, man, that's the hardest part about the diet is the triggers, the things that trigger. It's like, I I know that I goof on heavy people and stuff. And, you know, look, I'm not a skinny rail and I'm not heavy. I'm like in the middle, like probably, I'm like in the middle and sometimes... You know, after a couple of days, your gut hangs out a little more, and then a few days of not doing it doesn't. I'm just one of those, like, I'm kind of right there. And I don't mean to, but I'm actually starting to have more sympathy towards people with weight problems only because of I realize that, like, a crack and cocaine and heroin addict, they're triggers. My trigger is a slice of pizza. I can't even, and, and it happens, like, you guys don't understand, it happens constantly. Because I'll go get a salad and I'll go get a bottle of water and I'll be doing great. But little kids have like a three-item menu until they're 10 years old. It's like chicken, pasta, or pizza. And now my son's starting to eat like other stuff, you know. But, I mean, you take him to these pizzerias and then you got to look at the specialty slices. That's the most, that's the craziest. And I, I, buffalo anything. Can't lay off buffalo. 
buffalo chicken fingers lightly breaded. It's the most, it's the craziest thing ever. All right, so I'll give you my buffet table of my dreams. Okay, we're not talking like, actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll do that. I will give you guys my buffet table of my dreams right now of bad stuff, I should say. Not the good stuff, of the bad stuff. All right, so you'd have pizza. You'd have a big, huge thing of, excuse me, you'd have a big, huge thing of hot wings and hot chicken fingers, okay? You would have diced up cheeses and provolones and sharp cheddars and all that stuff. You'd have sausages sliced up, salami, super sauce, all the hot, the, the hot sauce. You'd have all that array of that shit, all right? You would have, um, there's a certain cookie. I don't know what name it is, but it's got the white powder and the raspberry in the middle. It's the craziest thing I've ever had. It's the greatest cookie of all time. I'm not even kidding around. It's the fucking Jordan it is the greatest cookie of all time. It's two cookies like in a sandwich. And on both sides is that white powder. And they're super soft. And then in the middle, it's just filled with this like raspberry jelly. And I fucking bit it the other day. Or I shouldn't say the other day, but I bit it like the other month. And I couldn't fucking believe what I was biting. So I'd have those on the table. I would have um, a jar of gummy bears, gummy worms... Twizzler Bites, Starbursts, and Taffy, because those are my favorites. Um, What else would I have on that table? Yeah, I think the buffalo, the pizza, the sausage, the cheeses, um, you know, and then, uh, yeah, and then a couple of other dishes, but like those would be like the main, those would be the main ones that were, that were bad. But those are the triggers for me, man. No matter how good I'm doing, I just can't see them. You just end up seeing it, and you're like, I can't I can't fucking lay off. And then, like, I do the thing. I'll take one or two just to. So that's uh, that's what's going on with the diet, everybody. I'm trying to stay away from those, from those things. All right, let's get into your guys' unacceptables here. And then uh, I actually got some on. Got some on Twitter. I got actually more. This is weird. This is like I got more on Twitter than I did the email. So uh, let's go to this one. This is from uh, Phil Oakley, a regular on the show. Regulars on Acceptables. So at the VA hospital, the doctor comes in to examine me uh, for my minor surgery uh, consult. He's a young Indian doctor around 6'3". He shakes my hand, and I notice a strong grip in the shake, which I like. I notice and respect anybody that gives a good, firm handshake. I also notice the size of the doctor's hands are very large. He asks me to remove my clothes, and he takes a look at uh, at a small cyst I need removed. He then says he will be right back and that he needs to speak to his superior. Three doctors come back. And the two new doctors shake my hand as well. The white doctor normal shake the in-charge doctor in Asian and gives me such a... Okay, wait a minute. Oh, the white doctor normal shake the in-charge doctor is Asian and gives me such a weak handshake I felt like he was (laughs) uh, handing me a cold dead fish. 
whatever. So they all take a look at me and say, uh, as precautionary measure, we need to take a quick uh, rectal exam to determine the possibility of cancer. I begin to think of the possibilities of cancer when all of a sudden I notice that the six foot three Indian doctor with the large hands is the only one putting on the latex gloves. Uh, I start to think back uh, about the firm handshake. That's fucking hilarious, man. Uh, they say to bend over and relax. This isn't my uh, preferred position in a public facility, but I made the best bend over and take up uh, my ass position. Uh, hold on. As, as I'm sorry. And take up my ass position as possible. Okay. The doctor approached me slowly and each take one side of me as... Oh, my God. As the uh, Dicker Big Hands approaches, <laughs> uh, Dr. Big Hands approaches <clears throat> from the back. He inserts, uh, not as bad as I thought, but my bottom left foot starts to flop from involuntary asshole clinching. That's fucking nuts. The doctor, get the foot. <laughs> What? Hold on. This is hilarious. All right. So, yeah. And I know what that feels like because I've been pinched. I got hit one time in my fucking leg. All right. So, you're in asshole clinching. The doctor says, sir, please keep your foot still. I reach and just say, you keep your foot. Uh, you keep your foot still. I'm sorry, doc. I'm really trying here. I get the foot still and say, okay, that wasn't so bad, Dr. Big Hands. Uh, uh, Dr. Big Hand says, no, not there yet. I turn my head forward in absolute uh, disappointment and softly say, unacceptable. The Asian doctor <clears throat> instantly replies, Mr. Oakley, this is completely acceptable and we must finish the examination. I laughed a little bit for obvious reasons, but quickly regretted it, forgetting that the doctor's uh, Indian yardstick of a finger was still in me. Ugh. This was way too long, but too funny to keep under wraps. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Twitter is uh, Phil Oakley nine. Well, yeah, that's a crazy. Um, that's crazy, man. I never really had that happen where I was awake. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I can't say that I've had it happen when I wasn't awake either because I, di I didn't get a colonoscopy. I got an upper endoscopy. So I did a thing where they kind of put me to sleep and they went with a tube, a camera, down my throat into like my esophagus and I never did the other way, which I'm sure is going to have to happen. But um, yeah, that's just funny that like you notice the guys shake and big fingers and all that and then next thing you know, they're up your ass uh, all right, this one is from, uh, let's see here, Chris Angel Fan, 15. I don't know if that's Twitter. All right, I'm sorry. Anyway, hey, Paul, this is a quick one. I was in class and my art teacher took, um, took if her shoes, oh, sorry, I think you were trying to say off. Okay. That's why, just so you guys know, when I read these and it's fucked up or the word's fucked up, a lot of times I don't, you know, maybe I should start calling people out, but. If, like, I, I read something and I'm like, I, I kind of know where you were going. Um, but anyway, okay, so here we go. Let's start over from Chris, uh, Angel fan. Hey, Paul, 
This is a quick one. I was in class and my art teacher took off her shoes and was walking around the classroom barefoot with her disgusting feet. That's fucking gross. That should have been your art project. You should have just drew fucking monster feet with hair coming out of them and like long nails and disgusting. And then just when they were like, what's this? Be like, ah, you know what? You reminded me of this when you took off your fucking shoes. It's disgusting. How does a teacher allowed to do that? Like a student should, like I would report that. I'd be like, yo, listen, man, my teacher, you know, especially, oh, if the feet are gross, of course. You know. Here we go. This is from Samson at Samson2625. Lock that cage uh, like Paul Verzi says animals. And it's uh, he just sent me a picture. Thank you for the picture. It's just a locked up trap of a skunk sitting in a trapped cage. Uh, thank you for that. What else do we have here? Um, I got a lot of shit to get to too. So let's see. Where, where are we on time anyways? All right. We're doing good. Doing good, 45 minutes in. All right, this is from uh, Patrick uh, Stradal. And he says, search this and watch it. Unacceptable cage. And um, it was... Oh, there's another guy jerking off. This guy busted jerking off at work as a cashier. Uh, Oh, my God, dude. Are you kidding me? This guy was jerking off at work. Uh, just the look of him. Yeah, that's just, I mean. Who are these people that like, who are these people that just want to jerk off? Like, like is it like a public thing where like, it's like, a, like, is that part of their like, like rut? Is that part of their rush to, to do that? Like how, I just don't understand. This one's from Ronnie, at Ronnie, PMF. Paul Verzi, unacceptable. People who text or write to you with no capitals, punctuations, nothing with complete sentences. Yeah, they try, well, yeah, they try to abbreviate and shit. I get it. Um, I don't know if it's as unacceptable as it is that they're just fucking awful at grammar and English. Let's see what else we got here. Um... See, I hate doing it. Okay, yeah, another parking job. Another parking job. Uh, Matt DeLuna sent. This one Range Rover is in the last two spots of the parking lot. Yeah, that's bullshit. It is unacceptable, Matt. Thank you for the submission. That is bullshit, man. There's two spots in this whole parking lot, and a Range Rover had to take both of them. It's one of the most fucking inconsiderate things. The only thing I'll say about this picture, Matt, though, and I got to give credit where credit's due here. It's a great unacceptable, by the way, because the guy in the Range Rover could have still could have been cooler. But if you look, the white truck to the left is still a dick because their tires on the white line. And if the Range Rover does get closer, then the Range Rover is going to get hit by that white car. And that white car is a dick because a white car, if you look, they got almost a foot to the left of them and they're on the white line. And the Range Rover would maybe not even be able to get in their car. So I think I think the white Range I think the white car screwed it all up and the Range Rover was like, Yeah, you want to do that? Fuck you, then I'm gonna do this. That's the only thing I'll say, but it's still a great unacceptable and not cool at all. Okay. Um 
Let's see. Oh, so Ma uh, Max sent me this, and this isn't a. Uh, oh, by the way, let me. I'm sorry, Matt. Let me get your um. Let me get your Twitter out there. It's a Matt Deluna, uh, M A T T, and then um, capital D, uh, E, and then capital L, U N A. So thank you for that. So what was I just saying here? Yeah, Max sent me something. And here we go. She said, running through campus trails this evening in North Carolina, remembering the staircase dock. Well, I've never run so, never run faster. Yeah, I wonder what's going on with that. Because I think that, that guy, like, I got to check out more. I know they added more chapters to it, but I got to see where they're at. Because that was one of the most intriguing docks I've ever, ever seen. Awesome. If you haven't seen it, check out the staircase. All right. Now, I am going to get into mine, and I'm going to finish it with this one. Max Xavier said, uh, and the, the Twitter feed is at, I'm sorry, not Matt, uh, Matt, Matt Xavier, at M-A-T-T-X-A-V-I-E-R-5. And he said, can I just take a minute out and say pastrami sandwich on point, acceptable. And he showed me a, a picture of it, and it looked like one of the greatest pastrami sandwiches you'll ever have in your life. So thank you for that. But there's a reason why. And thank you for the submission, guys. Um, send your unacceptables to uh, unacceptablesfortve uh, at gmail, and I will uh, get to them for you for sure. Uh, again, just try to keep them short for the show and everything like that. I know it's got to obviously be longer than the Twitter stuff, but if you could just send me something that... It's not going to take the whole show so I could get to everybody's. Don't be the guy who takes two spots in the parking lot. But the reason why I ended with Matt's delicious picture of a sandwich is, and by the way, I was never a huge pastrami guy, but there's a place by me that the pastrami is so lean and incredible. It's, it's insane. But I do not have an unacceptable today for you guys. Okay, I'm going to do something different. He just hashtagged that sandwich picture acceptable. And I said to myself, for the first time ever, okay, I'm making history here on episode 224, everybody. For the first time in history, I am going to do an exclusive acceptable. Because, you know what, I'm having, a, I'm just having one of those weeks, and I don't want to fucking start freaking out. It's going to be a little refreshing to not get mad at something. We know people suck, and believe me, I'll get right back to shitting on these people, these people that need to be called out. I'll be right back on it next week, next Wednesday night, early Thursday, whatever you want to call it. I'll be right back to getting at those people. But on this day, on this rainy, gloomy Thursday afternoon, or morning, I should say, it's actually morning, on September the 10th, 2015, the eve of the anniversary of one of the worst days in our country's history, okay, um, you know, why not be a little, let's go a little softer, let's go a little nice, something happened to me this morning that was amazing, and what happened was, I went to CVS and I had to pick up a couple things at CVS. 
And I was like, oh, let me get some essentials, some things that I need here. So I was like, oh, this is like a big CVS that had like a food thing in it. So I was like, all right, I'll get a fresh gallon of milk. I'll get some eggs. I'll get the newspaper. I'll get a couple of things for the kids for when they come home from school. Just get a couple of little things in the house. Take care of business. And I go to the counter and I start, the kid was doing something. He wasn't behind the counter. And right when he saw what I was coming to the thing, he stopped what he was doing. He said, oh, right up here, the first one, sir. Couldn't have been fucking nicer. Okay, the kid was so good at what he did. He took the items. He was nice. He was respectful. He knew it was early in the morning. He probably knew I was tired. So he even like talked kind of lower and calmer. But like really, it was just the perfect fucking voice tone for the weather. It was the perfect. He was just like helpful. He, You could tell he was like, it was fucking awesome. Okay, and the whole situation was just beautiful because he's like, do you have your CVS card? Okay, it gets better. It's so fucking cool. I walked out smiling. He goes, do you have your CVS card? And I said, no, I don't. And he goes, oh, I got one for you anyway. I'm like, oh, thank you, man. Then just curiously, I'm like, wait, do I have a fucking CVS card? Because, you know, you always get those little like those little things that you could put on your keychain. So I take my keys out. Lo and behold, I got one little of those plastic things hanging off my keys. And it says, like, CVS. I'm just like, oh, man, actually, I do have it. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll give it to you anyway. I'll give it to you, too, or something. And he fucking hits that. Guy's just so cool. Then he looks up at me and says, um, sir, did you check the eggs to make sure none are cracked? Or just, you know, so. And I was like, what the fuck, this guy? And he opens the eggs and he looks. And I go, yeah, I did. But thank you so much, man. That's just really nice. And right then, I was just like, this fucking guy, he had it rung up quick. He was nice. It was fucking awesome and refreshing. And I swear to God, I was going to say something to him. I'm about to say something to him. And then the older man comes in, you know. And this kid, I don't know, this kid was, uh, I would say this kid was probably, my, my guess would be anywhere from like 21, 22, maybe 23, uh, African-American kid, you know, just fucking really good at what he does. And then old fucking, you know, uh, older, you know, white, white bearded guy comes in and he's just sitting there and I could tell he's got the manager shirt. And I was thinking to complimenting this kid first. And then all of a sudden this guy comes in and I go, you know what? I'm going to kill two birds with one stone right here. So I look at him and I go, hey, man, and and the, the manager's kind of down. Like the manager could maybe hear a little bit, but not like, like the manager's not like fully in the, in the vicinity, but like he, he probably heard. But I kind of did it at first where I wanted the kid to know what I thought he was doing because I didn't want him to think I was doing it because the manager was there. I wanted him to know from me and then I was going to tell the manager. So what I did was... I just was like, hey, man, you're really good at what you do, dude. It's really nice. Like, you're good good at your job, and I appreciate it. And he's like, oh, thank you. And the manager's there. And then I could tell he almost wished the manager heard it. So I kind of was like, don't worry, buddy. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. You know. And I just looked over and said, excuse me, sir, are you the manager? And he goes, I am. I go, this guy right here? I pointed to him. And the manager goes, oh, I should keep him around? I go, let me tell you something. This guy is so good, it was refreshing. It was actually refreshing what he did, the way that he was, the way he's just really good at his job, and it was refreshing because it doesn't happen everywhere. And uh, he just, you know, smiled and nodded, and the kid was so fucking, 
I could tell the kid's day. Like, it made my fucking day. Like, it actually, like, I'm not having the best week. You know, I'm not having the best time right now with some things that, that I'll get through because I'm a fucking man and I'm going to, you know, and this happens and I get it. But we go through days and we go through times and you just get past it. That's all you could do. You could get through it. And it just made me, like, what made me feel better was actually making this kid, like, this kid was just, like, so fucking happy. And he put his head down and he was just kind of staring down and you could tell. And I'm walking out and I said, thank you. And the manager said, oh, thank you for mentioning something. And I kind of just walked out. And when I walked out, I just was like, man, I made that guy's day, but I really fucking meant it. I really meant it. And I, I hope that that manager and those people know because you need to tell people that. So the point of this is, as much as the Verzi effect is definitely about calling people out and trying to get people. Like the whole point is, man, if everybody could be like this kid that was in the CVS today, you know, and as much as you got to call out the assholes, and we will, the Verzi effect has a mission and that's to stop assholes and animals, you know, one by one, one at a time, but... Do yourself a favor, man, because it's really fulfilling, you know. When you give, giving is better than getting. I, I really believe that that's true. I mean, don't get me wrong. Getting is the shit. But giving makes you, gives you a feeling, a different feeling. And to make that guy's day like that and to really fucking mean it. And it was like meant to be the way the manager came in. Like I was telling this guy he was doing a good job, whether or not anybody came to him. And that's the truth. And then the manager came in and I'm like, oh my God, this is two birds, one stone. And, and I, I'm gonna, and it was just so awesome. So if you see somebody doing their job right or taking pride in a job, and let's be honest, it's not the greatest job. You know, if you're a cashier somewhere, I mean, if you're young, it's a great first step and everything like that, but it's not like these people are making killings and just crushing it. And, you know, they need to be let known that they're doing a good job and like that their job matters. And that it's not that nobody cares. Like they're, their service and assistance is needed and uh, and appreciated. So you got to do that as much as you call out the assholes because both are as, as powerful. You know, to be honest, some people that are animals and doing something unacceptable don't even know better and will never know better. But to not tell somebody that's doing a good job is, is, as, is, is worse. So I will leave it at that. Um, gotta, I'm, I'll do some sports real quick. Saw a movie and then we'll do the plugs. This is episode 224 with me, your host, Paul Verzi of the Verzi Effect Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Staying dry in the weather. Staying in, smoking weed. Drinking beers. Remember that in uh, Clerks? Noise, noise, making noise. Drinking beers. Doing <laughs> We used to say that in high school. Um, so I went to the U.S. Open with my buddy Joe Gonzalez, and it was a great time. Um, I really loved, like we were center, center court. Awesome. And tennis is a lot more like tennis is more of a, and, and Joe was teaching me this more because he played tennis in college, but it's a lot more than what it looks like on TV. Like on TV, it looks like, you you know, a bunch of guys just volleying, volleying, and one guy makes a better move. The other guy can't get to it. And it's really not that. What it is is it's anticipation of where it's going to go much earlier. It's being able to like be defensive when somebody's serve is insane. So much different things that like you get into it. Now, I will say this. 
I I wasn't, I think because everybody said, wait till you see how fast the ball, wait till you see how fast and unbelievable and powerful it is. I got to be honest with you, I wasn't blown away by the speed, maybe because I have watched a lot of tennis on TV and I just was expect the way people made it seem like it was going to be a fucking like a little green blur that was like a tic-tac flying around and it wasn't like that. I was more impressed. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is still fast and amazing compared to what average people do. Don't get me wrong. But I wasn't super blown away by the speed. I was impressed. Like, wow, that's pretty cool, man. These guys are hitting it as hard as they can and still being accurate and, and able to, you know, retrieve it and stuff. Absolutely. But it didn't blow my mind how fast. What blew my mind was how fast it would get hit to the person and, and how the person was able to be in the spot. The anticipation to get to the spot when a ball's being hit that that fast, like to just, to just kind of, like and it's it's like a gamble sometimes. And I mean, if sometimes you lose, you go one way, the ball goes the other way. I, you know that's how it is. But um, Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens was my first time going. Really great. The employees there were great. There's a whole thing too. Like there's a whole outside court you could eat. You could like there's the tennis experience and it's a really nice thing to do. So um, I would travel for that. Like if you were if you are you know so anywhere in the world and you love tennis and you've gone to the French and the Australian and whatever, you got to make a trip out to New York and come to the U.S. Open because it was awesome. We saw uh, Andy Murray beat some Brazilian kid and at first we were like, oh, this Brazilian kid could give him problems. He hits it hard. Then we realized that. Uh, Andy Murray just figured it out. The kid was just hitting as hard as he could, but Murray was like, okay, this is what he does. His mojo, he does this whole thing is just to slam the thing. And um, he just figured him out and then just beat him down. And uh, both matches we saw. And then we saw the um, U.S. girl, what's her name? Chel- uh, Shelby Rogers get smoked by the Romanian chick who's like third in the world. Uh, Halep, Sonia Halep, I think. She was just, she just toyed with her and beat her in straight sets. And then uh, Murray, you know, had like a couple, like maybe like the first couple of games was, was uh, you know, rough with this kid. And then he figured him out and he beat him in straight sets. But it was really awesome. So definitely something I would love to do again and go to. And it's definitely something I will do again. It actually made me want to go to um, Australia and uh, France that much more to go see the U.S. Open. I mean to see the uh to see like you know Wimbledon French Open Australia like the 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 US Open made me want to see that. As far as NFL, I'm excited starts tonight. Uh Patriots are playing the Steelers. Uh I actually like the points with the Steelers. The Steelers are getting six and a half. I think the Steelers are going to show up, but let's be honest. Tom terrific coming back off of this deflate gate. It's going to crush it. He's going to fucking shit on him. That's what he's going to do. I take it back. You know what? Pittsburgh will be in the game for a little bit. These guys, you know, what happened last time the Patriots got asked as cheaters, uh, called called cheaters, and everybody fucking asked for titles back, and everybody said this and that. What happened? They fucking shit on the league. The funniest was when Belichick was like, Bill, you know, you were up 21 points. And you're still going for it on fourth down in the fourth quarter. Why Why aren't you just... And he's like, well, you know, it's only a few touchdowns. Anything could happen. He was just pissed off at the world. And Roger Goodell needs to go away. 
Roger Goodell needs to resign, and here's why. And I'm 100% serious about this. Roger Goodell gave Ray Rice two games, two games, for knocking a woman out and then dragging her out by her ankles. Then the guy finds out that the video goes public and then he fucking takes the kid's career away from him. Now, I'm sorry, I am not for hitting women, ever. Well, like I said, not not ever. There's a time to knock a bitch out and it's when she's running at you with a butcher knife and is really trying to kill you. Or comes at you with a gun and tries. That's when like something needs to be done. But that's when your life is threatened. I think everybody could agree with that. So I won't say never. There's a, there's a time to hit anybody at any time. You know. If a girl's running at you with like blood on her face and a butcher knife saying she's going to tear your heart out. And she starts swinging it like she's trying to like, you know, kill you. Then, I mean, and then don't matter. Male, female. You just got to fucking take her down. Other than that. And that did not happen in the um, elevator with Ray Rice. <laughs> but the the commissioner was sat down by Ray Rice, and Ray Rice said, "Look, I love, and by the way, anybody that says Ray, Rice, I'm telling you this right now, from what they're saying, what his wife is saying multiple times, um, what what the records and the criminal records show is that Ray Rice has never had a he has no criminal record." He has no criminal record. He's never done anything. He's never done anything. Before, before, before that, his mind, he snapped. Who knows what it was? If it was any kind of supplement he was taking, if he was just drunk, who knows? I'm not making excuses for it. It was despicable what he did. Relax, ladies. I get it. 100%, I get it. So relax. All I'm saying is he sat down with this commissioner. This is what happened. I was talking to a bunch of people about this. Me and Burr were talking about this uh, yesterday. I was talking about it with uh, Nick DiPaolo, too. Um, it was fucking amazing. If you haven't seen Nick, is great. But this kid Ray Rice sat down with Roger Goodell and was like, "Look, I got drunk. She started to fight with me in the elevator. I hit her. I knocked her. I didn't think that she was gonna be. You know, I did. It was awful what happened. I took her out. It's been a horrible thing. I just want to let you know. Sat down, told him everything. Okay, and this is well documented. Ray Rice went in there and told talked to the guy." So he gets two games, and everybody goes nuts and says, how can you give a guy who beats women two games? How can you give a guy who beats women two games? Fine, that's fair. You want to say that? That's fair. But then the video comes out, and the guy takes his career away, which I don't think is fair, and I don't think is right, especially for a guy who's got no history of doing it, especially for a guy who's got no criminal record, especially for a guy who's been a model citizen in his community with the Ravens, a guy that's a, you know a winner, not a bad guy. I actually met him. He didn't, he, you know, we're from both from Westchester County in New York. Um, we talked about that real quick. Just to seem like a nice kind of down-to-earth dude. And he made a big, big mistake. And he should have paid for it, absolutely. But to ban him forever, I think, is much. So he goes from two games to then everybody find out. Then he lied and goes, oh, well, I never saw the video. So you mean to tell me that an NFL, and don't worry, this is all going to come full circle to the, to the Patriots tonight. Then... So you mean to tell me that a commissioner of the NFL, who, by the way, I don't know if you know George, uh, uh, George, Roger Goodell, who the fuck is George? I don't even know where George would, now I'm trying to think of what fucking football guy would have even been George. Anyway, Roger Goodell makes $40 million a year, everybody. That's what the commissioner of the NFL makes. Okay, his, bo- his bosses are the owners of the NFL. 
$40 million a year Roger Goodell makes. And what he's done since he's came into the league, and it started out like he was going to be all right, but what he's done is he tried to be the, the new sheriff in town. He tried to punish ath- athletes who did things wrong even harder than they've ever been punished. No tolerance and this and that. And kind of like, you know, with his fucking coming there swinging his fucking sheriff badge around telling people you're not going to do this shit on my watch. And what he's done is he's been inconsistent with his punishments He's had appeals that that he's lost. Uh, people have appealed against it, and he's lost, and he's felt stupid. Um, and because of what happened with Ray Rice, he wanted to, you know, he fucked up that so bad that he wanted to make it up with this Patriots thing and this fucking deflate gate joke. I am a Giants fan, okay? I'm supposed to be a guy who hates everything New England. The deflate gate is a joke. Tom Brady is going to be Tom Brady with a fucking deflated ball, inflated ball. It doesn't fucking matter. Okay? He's one of the greatest, if not in my mind, the greatest to ever do it. And this kind of free agent bullshit and guys being faster and quicker and him been throwing the ball to white midgets for years and all kinds of shit like that, winning the amount of times he's winning. I don't give a fuck. The ball thing is bullshit. It's a witch hunt and I find it ridiculous. And Roger Goodell just got so pissed off. He got so pissed off that he fucking lost this deflate gate that the next day ESPN comes out with more cheating stories because Roger Goodell got fucking like Burst said he got egg on the face. And now he's just sitting there like a dick because he wasn't going to budge. The Patriots and Brady weren't going to budge. And then Brady took his ass to court. The judge I heard fucking shit on Goodell. Brady walks out of there with a smile. Zero suspension. And then the next day, ESPN uh, puts out another thing saying how the Patriots are cheaters. And I think all this shit is bullshit. Roger Goodell is inconsistent. The players hate him. He's just not doing the right thing. Now owners are turning on him. It's just getting really ugly. He, I think he needs to go. He stinks. He needs to go. And he's a liar. And you know how I know he's a liar? Because I asked him in an interview, did you see the Ray Rice video? prior to it being released to the public by TMZ. And he said no. And when he said no, listen, dude, I'm Sicilian and fucking Greek. And my radar was up. I could fucking read that shit in a second. When he said no, his face got red. He did that thing that people lie with his lips. He kind of looked like he's a fucking liar. Of course he did. You're going to make $40 million a year and say that the tape was left on one of your employees' desks and you never got to see it and you fucking gave a two-game suspension. So you're going to let a guy lose all that money and give him a two-game suspension and he's, come on. And then all of a sudden now he loses it. Give me a fucking break. It's a joke. He needs to go. And now the commissioner is supposed to be at opening night for football tonight, Thursday, and he's not going to New England. It's just, it's, the whole thing is a mess. When you're the commissioner of a league and your opening night of a new season happens and you're not even there, just go away. It's a joke. And I think the Patriots are going to take it out on everybody they play. So that'll bring me to my Super Bowl picks. I'm going to say... Man, I just don't know. I don't know, but I guess I have to do it because the season starts tonight. So here we are. I'm going to take a shot in the dark right here. Stab in the dark with you guys listening. For the NFC, oh, my God, this is tough. 
NFC, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna say NFC Championship game if it could be this. I don't know if it could be this because I didn't look at the. But I'll say Green Bay Packers and Seattle Seahawks. And then I'll say Indianapolis Colts and uh, New England Patriots. I'm going to say the Indianapolis Colts versus the Green Bay Packers Super Bowl. There you go. I just did it. I just worked it out of my head. Andrew Luck versus Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. That's my picks. It's my picks. And I'm sticking with them. The last thing I got to talk about, I know this is getting, this will be the last thing and then I'll do plugs. Guys, I saw Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton was nothing short of one of the best movies I've seen in the last 10 years. Okay? I'm not even kidding. You don't need to know about hip hop. You don't even need to know about Dr. Dre and NWA and all that stuff. But um, it was, the first time I heard NWA, I was in seventh grade and my buddy Scott Malfitano, God rest his soul. Uh, put you know, put it on, put the headphones on me, and I just listened to Easy E's voice, and I just remember like you know, you know, if you fuck with me, I put my foot in your ass, and I just remember all this like, and I was just like this this little kid listening to this guy just talking shit, and I was like, wow, these guys don't care. This is like some really hardcore stuff, and you know, and then obviously you know, growing up and knowing Dr. Dre and, you know, Snoop and that whole thing. And you kind of just see how it all came together. But when you see the vision that Dr. Dre and Ice Cube had young and how smart they were and how they got started in Compton and, you know, the Easy e how he came into play, um, just so amazing. And, then you know, they even show like the, how Suge Knight and Death Row Records started and Snoop getting introduced and, and Tupac being in the thing. And the whole thing, it was just so well done it reminded me it was almost like a like a music version of like a like a goodfellas you know like well I guess without the narration and stuff but it was just like I don't know it was so good it was a long movie that I wish never ended and felt like it was 20 minutes long that's how good it was every scene was meant something was pointing in the in the story um the the actors just absolutely crushed it the guy who played dr dre was as good as the guy that played easy e in my mind the guy that played easy e was incredible in it uh ice cube's son uh ice cube's son obviously played ice cube and he looked just like him and he did a great job i mean everybody in the movie did such a good job paul giamani um, playing Jerry Heller, the whole thing was just, and you're like, oh, that's how that happened, oh yeah, I remember hearing about that, oh, this and that, and then, you know, to Easy e getting sick with the AIDS and the whole thing, it was just so good, guys, it was so good, I want to see it again in theaters, the music is amazing, I don't care if you hate on hip-hop, if you don't, if you just watch the story, it was so well done that if you just watch the story, like, if you didn't know any of the characters and you didn't know anything about N.W.A., this story would make you. And if you did know about them, this story is just going to be like, oh, my God, that's awesome. So I goofed on a lot of people. Everyone was talking about how great it was, and they were putting up their straight out of this sign and straight out of that sign. Uh, unbelievable movie. Unbelievable movie. 
probably in all the movies that I reviewed on this show, this is this one is probably in the top. I mean, I've been review. I mean, I, half the time I don't see movies, so I'd say out of the two hundred and twenty-four episodes, movie-wise, there's probably I don't know forty. It's probably maybe forty movie reviews, maybe even less. Um, this one is up there in the top five of them that I've that I've reviewed on the show. So go see that. Uh, all right, guys, uh, you know, as far as uh, dates and stuff, everything is on uh, paulverzi.com. I will be, I was just added, from October 17th through October 30th, I will be on a bus tour with Bill Bird, Jason Lawhead, Joe Bartnick. Uh, I don't know how long uh, Lawhead's going to be on. It'll be for a couple for sure, but then the other guys are going to be together. It's going to be amazing going to... Um, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, I will be in Chicago, I will be in Indianapolis, I will be in Milwaukee, I will be um, in uh, Michigan, Detroit, all, everything, I'm going on the whole thing, so you could check out um, the sites from any of us, Burr, Lawhead, Bartnick, it's all there, I will be there for those, I'm going to Toronto September 27th to October 2nd for the Just for Laughs 42 festival, and um, this uh, in two weeks, I will be with Bill Burr in uh, in Texas. So you can check those dates out as well. My headlining dates are on the website as well, where I'm going to be if I'm near you. So please check those out. Uh, this has been the Verzi Effect 224. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back next week. And uh, that's it, everybody. Follow me on Twitter, at Paul Verzi. Go to um, my, my um, website, paulverzi.com. And uh, please go to my sponsors, gonzofame.com, for uh, interviews with your favorite comedians and Brookings Mediation and John Burton um, for uh, any kind of issues that you're having, bankruptcy, divorce, debt settlement. You can call them toll-free, uh, 877-415-7770. And uh, tell them the Verzi Effects sent you. Until next week, guys, I'm out of here. Take care.